welcome to episode 435 of Awards Daily's Water Cooler Podcast. I'm your host, Clarence Moy, and I am joined by the other two M's. So M's, let's go around the cooler and tell the listeners who you are and where they can find you on the internet. Let's see. Megan, we'll start with you. Hi, I'm Megan McLaughlin. You can find me on Twitter at HeyDudeMeg. Joey? Hi, I'm Joey Moser. You can find me on Twitter at JoeyMoser83. And again, I'm Clarence Moy. You can find me on Twitter at Clarence Moy. How's everybody doing? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. Have you recovered from Swift Mania? Can I can I coin that? Is that some? Has anybody said that yet? <laughs> I I have recovered from Swift Mania. Yes. Uh, yes. That that's a that's a thing, but um, it's it's close enough. I mean, it is it is manic for sure. Um, it looked like witches. Online. Yeah. yeah. Yes, I, I we were very disappointed we didn't have any witches in our uh, <laughs> <laughs> in our gathering, but um, we actually had a really great time, uh, and I it was just um, the f- it was exactly like being at the concert almost, um, and uh, the auditorium that we were in, we were in an IMAX theater. Uh, it was very loud, which was great because my daughter and her friends sang and often screamed at the top of their lungs. Oh my but, gosh. Um, he, I could send you a video and uh, just the joy on her face. In fact, I will send it to you. You can look at it after the podcast. The, the pure Aww. joy on her face was astounding. And um I, I just, I, I was, I was so glad. It was one of those things where you're like, okay, this is a moment. Like, I, I don't want to be, and I know that sounds cheesy, but it was definitely a moment for us. So we had a great time. Is someone talking in the background? <laughs> Jason's in the next room. He's recording a podcast. But it's like, I should be what? in the podcast. Dueling, dueling podcasts? Oh my yeah. gosh. Um, Clarence, I did want to say that I have a friend, um, also a straight male married who was also hugely into Taylor Swift. And I'm like, you should be friends with him. (laughs) Like I, I I want somebody to write about this culture around straight dudes who love her and it's, and they just love her. It's not, it's not sexual. It's, they just love her music. And I think there's definitely something to be said about that. And um, yeah, it's really fascinating to see like, uh men straight dudes come out of the woodwork for her yeah i don't know i really don't know what it is it's um i've always loved pop music uh, and i yeah. love some alternative stuff too like i used to love uh liz fair fiona apple i have always liked female artists more than male artists for whatever reason cheryl crow big into cheryl yeah. crow yeah you know i i've listened to, and when i pick somebody i listen to that artist Forever. In fact, to the point where my wife doesn't ever want to hear that artist again. Like she, I own <laughs> Cheryl Crow for her forever. Um, you know, and 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 heading that way for Taylor Swift. Uh, in fact, I've pretty much stopped playing in the car when we were together because at some point. <laughs> um, but I don't really know what it is. I like I said, I've always loved pop music. I there's. I'm not an inc- I'm not a Bob Dylan person. I'm not a Joni Mitchell person. I am not an incredibly deep person. And oh, I, 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 and I love I don't, them. <laughs> yeah, and I and I don't and I'm not like putting myself down by that. I'm just it's right. just not what I listen. It's not what I look for when I listen to music. But I find that uh, Taylor Swift is the appropriate level of complexity <laughs> for my songs. <laughs> I like good pop hooks. 
I like, um, you know, simple guitar rhythm, you know, and, and she just, it, it just all kind of fits in there together. And plus having a, a 15 year old daughter who was growing up in the Taylor Swift era yeah. helps quite a bit. That and makes it that special. Can, yeah. That's really sweet. Um, you know, it's funny. I was thinking about growing up, how I always wanted like in the late mid to late nineties, I was like, Oh, I can't like Mariah Carey anymore. It's cool to like the alternative stuff, but I grew up loving pop music and now I feel like I'm embracing it more. And like, you know, I'm an adult now. I mean, I think I'm an adult. Um, and I, I just like, I'm like, you know what? I love this. I love Kelly Clarkson. I love, um, Tuve Lu that I've been listening to. You know, I like, I love, um, Kylie Minogue. It's like, um, I think I was so much tied to my identity growing up and wanting to listen yeah. to more like alternative things. And now I'm like, no, I love pop music and, uh, that's great. So yeah, we, we, uh, really enjoyed the movie and, uh, I definitely want to see it again. Um, and, uh, yes, we did sing through the whole thing. I, in myself included, I mean, I, we were, my uh, daughter's friends, I have I have the cool dad sticker forever because I was the first one in the theater to make the heart hands when she sang oh. something from Fearless, and I am not ashamed to say that. Oh, my God. <laughs> why didn't that – why wasn't there a picture of that? <laughs> there was no – there were no pictures or footage taken of me. Uh. Except for the you and the standout, the, the cutout, yeah, which I love. Except for me and the cutout of, uh, of Tay-Tay. So anyway, uh, we had a great time. Thank you for asking. It That's was a lot great. of fun. Yeah. All right. So uh, today's going to be a little bit of a quick podcast because we've got a lot going on. Joey and I um, are not together, but we will both end up in uh, the Middleburg Film Festival this weekend. So, uh, And then, Megan, you're heading off to Savannah. Um, Was it Sunday? Uh, Saturday, some, Saturday, Saturday. So you're going to be in the Savannah Film Festival for almost a week. So we've got a lot going on. So we're just going to keep it uh, quick and uh, short and sweet tonight. And we're going to take a look at Lessons in Chemistry, the new Apple TV Plus limited series that has dropped two episodes on the streaming service. It is an adaptation of the Bonnie Garvis, Bonnie Garmus novel, which I swear, if you walked into any airport within the past year, you will see at least five people reading it. It became one of those pop culture water cooler moment books uh, where it felt like everybody was reading it. Um, so what we're going to do here is we said we were going to do this a couple of weeks ago. Megan and I have both read the book. And so we have seen the show. I've seen the whole thing. Megan has seen two episodes. Uh, Joey has not read the book, but has watched two episodes. So we've got a little bit of a different perspective here on whether or not this is a good adaptation. Can we still appreciate it um, as an adaptation of the celebrated novel? Uh, and then how Joey looks at it coming into it completely brand new. So um, probably because I think I've discussed it most with you, Megan, just independently. Uh, Joey, I, I'd like for you to start as someone who is agnostic of the novel. Um, how did you like the first two episodes of Lessons in Chemistry? Well, any um, any show that decides to basically start their show with Lewis Pullman's ass, I mean, that's a really good starting point for me. But I mean, um, no, okay. <laughs> um, I didn't read the book. Um, I feel like I read the book because the whole time I was watching it, my husband was like, that's different. That's different. Oh, they did that. <laughs> Like to the point where I had to pause it and I was like, I love you, please stop. <laughs> um, 
I actually enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, I'm excited to watch more. Um, I would say that I was really shocked about what happened at the episode two. Um, I was, (laughs) the sad thing is I was like, is the dog okay? Um, (laughs) and, uh, I don't know. It's, it's the, um, something that makes me like unreasonably angry is, uh, how (laughs) in a lot of period stuff, like, uh, women are treated like garbage. (laughs) Like, uh, especially by the uh, the one, there's like a scene between uh, the t- uh, Brie Larson's character and the the woman who organized the beauty pageant. I was like, I'm going to hit her. Like, I'm going to punch her in the face. Where she was saying, was like, well, you suck and you're a snob and everyone hates you. And I blah, blah, blah. Um, no, but I mean, I, I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. I'm excited to see more. I am a little surprised. I was like, how does she become a... <laughs> A chef, like I mean, I know that she cooks, and and um, I know that it's gonna get there, obviously. But I was just like, okay, I I, I thought that a show like this, especially because it's based on a very beloved book. Um, two things about that: I was surprised that they didn't leave you at the end of episode two with sort of the hook as to how it came to be that she was hosting this TV show, even though we see a couple glimpses of it, um, and then. I am a little surprised, and you guys can speak about this a little bit more, that um, they have changed so much because I feel like it's sort of a dumb move (laughs) if you're going to, you know, pick up a hot book. And if you're going to change a lot of it, like, why would you do that? Um, especially if it feels like the book came out last year. So they obviously, you know, was it optioned like before it came out? Um, I don't know. That's a Um, good question. Um, but no, I, I enjoyed it. I'm, I'm actually, the thing that excited me most about it was, I was like, you know how happy I am that I don't see fucking Brie Larson on a green screen. And, um, cause I generally like Brie Larson. I sort of also hate the, the, the Marvel bros. She's no good actress. I was like, shut the fuck up. Um, but um i don't know i'm enjoying it i'm enjoying it so far um i also want to admit that i it's really sad that when i hear musical cues in the show i know exactly where they happen in the marvelous mrs mazel so (laughs) oh my god like it's actually like there were like three two or three moments i was like oh this happens in this season i was like what the fuck is wrong with me (laughs) well i will say one of the things uh, and I'll just jump in here and then Megan, I can, I can turn it over to you. But um, I, I will say one of the things that I think this adaptation does well is it does pretty much, and there are some minor differences, not some of the more egregious differences that I would say are are detrimental to the adaptation, but it does gracefully give you the, the story of how she becomes a chef, a, a, a basically Julia Child. Um, and I think they do a good job with that. And I think they do a good job mostly. I mean, there are some differences, but I think mostly um, I was pleased with the scenes that eventually take place within the uh, the soundstage and the television studio. Um, I cannot say that about all the other scenes, but uh, that I think they do explain. They, they do get to it. And I think it's done. It, it's fairly well. Um, Megan, why don't you uh, tell us what you thought as somebody who has read the book? Yeah. Um, I see, I really enjoyed the book. Actually the book was like, um, 
it, when I was reading it, I was kind of like, when I was the same, had the same feeling, Joey, like, when is she going to become the chef? Because I feel like it's been so long, um, like talking about her being a chemist and her being with, um, with um, Evans. Oh, why can't I think of his name right now? Uh, Calvin Evans. And, um, and so that I, I was kind of waiting for that to happen. And I, with this one, I, I I think that they there's a lot of good things going on. I like the soundtrack. I like the um, I think that the opening sequence is really fun. The 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 um credit sequence. Mm-hmm. I I just think that the, um, Bonnie Garmus's uh <sighs> book is so quirky and weird, and it's um and I almost feel like that the Apple mm. TV series takes away a lot of the quirkiness. Like one of my biggest like sticking points, which is so dumb is that 6.30, the dog in the book, is a German shepherd who was, like, a bomb-sniffing dog who, like, failed. And, and like, Aww. you have, like, interior, like, motives from the dog that, like... Yeah, that's he, cute. Jason yeah, told that, me that. Yeah, that he's like, oh, I failed at this, and he's very scientific, too. And, and like, the first... When I saw the preview and they showed the Labradoodle or whatever, I was like, what the fuck? Like, the first of all, Labradoodles didn't exist... Or, like... Whatever that dog is, that is a that looks like a labradoodle to me. I, I feel like that dog. I don't know. They took the, the personality out of out of the dog, and I haven't seen. I heard there is an episode where it's all told from the dog's point of view, which yes. I do kind of want to see. But um, it just bothered me because six six thirty was one of my favorite characters, and I'm like, you made him. You took the German Shepherd out of him. Maybe it's because I have a dog that's part German Shepherd, but that bothered me. And um, I think though that like Brie Larson does. A really, it's just a fine job. I, it's nice to see her doing something other than than Marvel. But I also feel like Elizabeth Sod, if you read the book, is like this larger than life presence that I don't. I'm surprised I don't get from Brie Larson because she is so good at playing larger than life presences, uh, a la Captain Marvel. So maybe that comes with time on the show. But I, I still can't stop thinking about Betty Gilpin as, as Elizabeth. Was she Sod. originally supposed to be in it? No, no, it's just no. Clarence planning that in my head. And when I read it, I read it, everything in her voice. And, um, you know, it was hard to get out of your head. Um, but I, I think that's okay. I think if I didn't read the book, I probably would appreciate the show more. I also think that um, um, the Bill Pullman son, I'm sorry, why am I calling him? Lewis Pullman is really good. And he has chemistry with, with Brie Larson, too. I think that... Um, yeah. I was pleasantly surprised by that. And, um, but I, I do think there are some things that feel weird and off. And I think Clarence will probably speak to that. Um, but I want to say my other favorite character, uh, and I hope they don't screw the, her up is Fran Frass, believe it or not. The one Joey that you don't like the, um, Oh yeah. I, I yeah. imagine like, I was like, I can tell they're going to do something else with her. You can, I, I can tell. Right? Absolutely love her character in the book. She's so interesting. I always go for the, like the villainous people, but she's not a villain. She's just, She's just misunderstood um, and, you know, dealing with her own shit. So uh, I hope they don't screw that up. But, I, um, yeah. I Sorry. will say I I do I do think that I could feel, even though I, had, I haven't read a, a word of that book, and I was like, this feels like a very straightforward telling of the story. Um, like in terms like, of like take like like they're trying to like are they trying to like hit all the points from the book? I don't know. It just felt like I do remember even like the cover art of like you know her face with like the pencil on her hair, and I was like that seems less dramatic than what the show is doing. 
You know what I mean? Like, I can sort of see what you mean, like, they took the quirkiness out of it. Yeah, I just, I just feel like there's a lot of things, like, I, I will say this, I appreciate that, you know, um, Harriet's character in the in the book and 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 in the shit series, but she's completely changed from the series and, and almost um you know I like I like the fact that shows can expand the universe. Like I think a show that did it well was um Daisy Jones with um like the Simone character learning more about like um that kind of like towed the line of oh like do we really need to know this? And then they pull it back around to like yes how it like flavors the story uh and i haven't uh you know obviously seen i've only seen two episodes but i um i feel like lessons in chemistry is basically just about elizabeth thought and i don't know if i don't know if we need all of the stuff around her um but even though it's definitely from the time period but it feels like uh we're it's veering off into a different territory with some things and like larger issues that don't necessarily uh come into play in the book that maybe, maybe they should, I don't know, but I, I felt like, Oh, I just was, I, I lessons in chemistry is this woman's journey from, you know, uh, a chemist or want to be like, she wants to pursue and be a chemist to being the superstar. And it's, and, um, and her relationship with Calvin Evans. And I, I, I just wonder about some of the choices in the series. Sorry. I was long winded. No, I, but I think, I think the problem is, is that, you know, the adaptation of the, so this book is essentially a very white book. Um, and I think that the very well-intended filmmakers the creative team, um, understood that in today's streaming world, you can't necessarily tell a story that's set in the late fifties and sixties without talk about talking about civil rights. And so, they're damned if they do, and they're damned if they don't. Because, and I say damned if they do, because they do shoehorn a lot of that in here, and it feels artificial. This is a, 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 this is a book about, as you said, it's about a woman's journey. It's about a woman discovering her independence. It's about a woman embracing other women to be independent. And it's almost like that's not enough. And so now we, we need to talk about civil rights too. But we're only going to talk about civil rights with one character, and we're going to make it 15 minutes of every episode. So... It's like they have a lot of story that they want to tell from the book, but they also have this, this need to have the civil rights aspect to it, and they're just not going to do it very well. Now, there is one very powerful scene toward the end of the, the series that does um, you know, invoke a lot of civil rights issues, but then it's almost like, and I don't want to give away any spoilers, but you're bringing this up and you're putting these actors through that emotional moment for what? Because this is not... Selma. This is, you know, it's not Julie Child meets Selma. It's lessons in chemistry. And so I just, if you wanted to tell that story, fine, find another project and tell that story. Don't give it short shrift in a, in a story that is, you know, should be focused on the plight of women at that time. That's kind of where I ultimately, I can sum up all of my objections in, in some of the issues that I've had with the adaptation into that rationale. I don't know if any of that made any sense, but that's no, it does. And I, I would like to watch more of it to see more of Asia Naomi King, because, um, I didn't realize she was from, I loved her on, um, how to get away with murder. Mm -hmm. Um, so I was like, Oh, I know you. Um, so I would like to see more of it, but I do think 
sometimes, and that's the problem with some of like, and this is just in general with not, not with that necessarily trying to fit all these stories, but like, I feel like that's a, something that a lot of shows try to do when they do have adapt a book. It's like, let's, let's expand and let's add this, this, and this, and this. And it's just like, Oh, like just stay on the, stay on a, stay on book. Um, I did want to uh, mention that I, I kind of hated the quirkiness taken out of some characters, like, uh, like a, a a villain in the story, Dr. Donati, who I always, he had this like thick Italian accent and stuff. And like, that's completely taken out of the story and of the series. And even like this bothered me, but <laughs> this is so stupid, but um, I loved Walter's character. Cause I just could picture him mm-hmm. so well. And the book being like, you know, an overweight character and, um, and like, he's not overweight in this. And it's just like, I don't know. I just felt like, oh, I liked those quirky characters that were different. And they, um, and I feel like I missed that. I missed that from the book. I missed the, the Donati and the, um, even like so many of the villains in the story were very, you could see them without having to, to have them on screen. Um, but like I said, I need to watch more of it. And, um, but I agree with you, Clarence. I think that it's just trying. And it, and it's also like, then it's a disservice to Harriet, the character, because then you're just like, oh, here's this. And then let's just add a little bit of this in. Um, you know, it just, it's kind of, it seems disrespectful almost. Yeah. And, and it's, you know, the actress, uh, John Naomi King, um, who plays uh, Harriet, she is fantastic. The acting is very good. Uh, I, I did like Brie Larson. I, I have, as I've mentioned before, when I read the book, I I imagined um, uh, Betty Gilpin as Elizabeth Sott, and so it's 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 <laughs> it's a little shift for me in terms of how to react to that. I there are things that I loved about that character in the book that I don't think Brie Larson brings to this to, to her interpretation. Um, I, and it's weird because normally I am one of these people that says appreciate the book for the book, appreciate the adaptation, right. you know, for the adaptation and and don't try to knock an adaptation because it's not what you imagined in your head. But for some reason, this one, I just can't, you know, I can't escape it. And I think maybe that has something to do with the fact that I just recently read it. That is a huge risk. Yeah. With this adaptation, I think, Joey, you kind of alluded to that earlier. They were, they are, they have adapted it and they are releasing it when people are just discovering the novel. And that is, that is fresh in their minds, and that's that's a tough road. Yeah, I almost feel like, and Joey knows how I'm always, I am a stickler for good narration, but I almost feel like this show could have benefited from a narrator. And my suggestion would have been um, 6.30. <laughs> like, I actually, <laughs> at one point reading the book, thought, is this whole thing, is the narrator actually 6.30? It's like, is that the omniscient narrator? Or even, like, the daughter? Um and I actually, um, I listened to the audible book of, of, uh, lessons in chemistry and mm-hmm. Bonnie Garmus has a great interview afterwards where she talks about like creating the, of writing the book and how she like initially wanted it to start where, um, I believe it's the daughter mad. I love her mad is discovering that her mother was a, like her, her mother's supper at six, like discovering a memorabilia in a house, like so assuming that the mom had passed away and kind of like learning, leaning into the story that way, mm-hmm. um, which I thought, oh, that's really fascinating. Um, but I, yeah, I felt like it needed, there, there's something, I loved the way it was written, how it was very like, um, you know, written like 
formulaic, not in a, in a good way. Like this happened then. And then at six 30, blah, blah, blah. Or, you know, like mm-hmm. it was very, um, it's, it's beautifully written. And so I think it could have maybe benefited from a narrator and maybe that could have been six 30. <laughs> yeah. I do love that episode. When you get to it, you will appreciate it too. Cause they do get yeah. into his backstory, although they kind of, one of the things about the character of 630 is the dog, he is constantly nervous. Um, and you find out why he's constantly nervous because he was a, a, a bomb uh, sniffer dog mm-hmm. who kept, was afraid of loud noises. And so he's constantly nervous about that through the entire book. But they kind of don't do that because they only give you that one episode that's sort of told from his perspective. Um, but I know that's that's a nit. Um so what do we think um, in terms of the Emmys? Is this going to stick around to, excuse me, next June when we uh, start voting for the 2024, <laughs> assuming we ever have the 2023 Emmy Awards? I, I don't know. I think it depends on huh. whether, well, Joey, you go ahead. You, I've talked too much. Yeah, but um, there was, um, uh, so you have. No, I said I don't think you have. <laughs> you have. There is, um, I thought you said you you had. No, no, I said. It's <laughs> like bitch. That's funny. Um, uh, no, there's. Uh, I think uh, this may sound dumb, but um, I wonder if people are mad about what they changed from the book. I don't know. I don't know how well that plays into into that, but. Um, like I've already seen people online being like, I went to go look up the reviews because I didn't know what the reviews were for this. Um, and they were like, it's, it's a horrible adaptation. It's so bad. Um, and it's just different. And I feel like probably, you know, the craft I mean, the crafts are great. I mean, I, th- I think I got an email already. They're already pushing the interviews to the crafts. Um, so um I think probably the thing that would probably land most right now, and I could be totally wrong, is maybe Brie Larson. But, you know, since she's yeah she so much of the show. I, I I don't mean this to be like a um I don't know she I yeah Brie Larson yeah I'm sticking with that. See now I'm talking too much. I, I think Brie Larson. I think production design. I think costume design. Those are the the three sort of surest bets. Um, the rest we'll have to see as to whether or not it becomes nominated in limited series or if Lewis Pullman gets in, who is very good in it, by the way. Um, is he yeah, in he's more so of it? cute. Uh, he does come back occasionally, um, okay. but he is not in it as much as he is the first two episodes. Yeah. Well, fine. Well, fine. But um, so thumbs up, thumbs down. I'm I need kind to of keep in the middle. watching it. I'm in the middle. Yeah, it's so hard because I did just like I said, it, like it is hard when you read a book that you love and they and they make so many changes. Yeah. Um, it's really hard. And um, but I I think though, I think that the performances and the the tone of it, um, you know, are still worth sticking around for and and um. I should I should watch more when I have time. Joey, um, I actually so really far? yeah yeah I really like it so uh, I'm I'm down and you know it's it's a good bellwether for me that every time a new scene starts and I go costumes <laughs> yeah ah it's like green yeah. walls wallpaper Just, I mean yeah. Apple 
their their most recent shows have have just been all like <laughs> they should all be named costumes and production yeah. design. That is literally what they are. Um, yeah. Anyway. I want to say that Bonnie Garmas is, is my hero because she like this book was rejected like a hundred times or not. Or she's had, that. She, she had like re- books rejected like a hundred times. And That's um, crazy. she's in like, I believe she's in her sixties and this is her first book that was um, uh-huh. published. And her, her agent is uh, Felicity Blunt, AKA Emily Blunt's sister. Uh, also with Stanley Tucci's wife. Oh, um, but that. yeah, I, uh, yeah, she's my hero. So I, Bonnie Garmus, you're awesome. Oh, yeah. All right. Let's jump to the media most anticipating the upcoming week. Uh, Joey, why don't you go first? Um, I am. So Clarence and I and Mark are going to be at Middleburg on this weekend. Uh, you're getting there a lot early. Well, like a day earlier than me. Um, and I think the movie that I'm most looking forward to is May, December. Um, I Ooh. swear, I swear to God, if I see Todd Haynes you will. in person, I will shit my pants. Okay, um, I will, I will vouch for you. Uh, what if I, can you take a picture and point please? I, I, will. <laughs> I will. Absolutely. Can Thank we like, you. um, if I dress up as Kathy Whitaker from far from heaven and just pretend like everything's normal, um, I would also <laughs> expect <laughs> So yeah. That yeah, uh, Megan. Um, well, I'm look, looking forward to uh, I leave for Savannah on Saturday. Um, so lots, lots going on, lots to do, lots of people to talk to. I'm very excited. Um, before then, I um, <laughs> I'm excited to watch Survivor and uh, Golden Bachelor still. And I know this week there are two huge movies coming out that I don't know when I'm going to get to see. Cause I think I'm missing anatomy of a fall at SCAC. Uh-huh. I'll be, I'm flying in as it's playing. So I'm really bummed about that, but I'm hoping, you know, I'll probably get to see it when I get back. But, um, and also killers of the flower moon. I'm really excited to see. Um, and then I, <laughs> I pre-ordered Britney Spears's memoir today. Oh, yeah, uh, me too. Did you really? Oh yeah. my God. Yes. Uh, so it was the, it was the J- Justin Timberlake story that put me over the edge. <laughs> and so I was just like, and my sister's like, why did you do this? And I said, because it's, it's hot gossip. I need to know. And, and you know, everybody's going to be talking about it too. So I feel like it is our duty. It is, we have to do this. I mean, we have a podcast on TV and popular culture. Come and on. You can just so, write it off on your taxes. Right. Yeah. So uh, I am excited to, and also, you know, Michelle Williams is narr- is narrating it, right? I saw uh, that. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So that's like, oh, um, but yeah, that's, that is probably about it. Well, as Joey mentioned, I will be joining him at the, uh, or he will be joining me because I will be the first uh, at the Middleburg Film Festival. <laughs> I will be seeing Anatomy of a Fall uh, <laughs> so that I can finish it after having to leave it last time. Um, Wait, you I, had to leave it? Didn't I tell you that? I don't think I remember that. No. Okay, children. So pull up a chair. Okay. Because <laughs> uh, Papa uh, went to a uh, party, remember, at at uh, oh. Film Festival. And, with an open bar and uh he and uh got a little too familiar with emerald fennel and um, oh yes that's right lots of hugs lots of hugs please people get your minds out of the gutter and um who is a brilliant wonderful very sweet person and very patient with with drunk middle-aged men um 
who are <laughs> also completely embarrassed by themselves. Um, and uh, I uh, got very sick after that. Um, and so thought I was good to go, got halfway through anatomy of a fall, and my stomach went. Oh, right my gosh. And I was sitting in the uh, middle of the row of uh, like 14 seats, 14 or 15 seats uh, that you old fashioned movie theater seats, very small, not much space. So I stood up in the middle of it and everybody was like rapt attention. They were, they were, they were only paying attention because it's in subtitles, right? So they were reading the screen and they were not paying attention to me. And I said, excuse me, I need to get up. (laughs) And they were like, Oh my God. So then they got, then they looked at me and they're like, what? Like I really need to get up, <laughs> and uh, and uh, finally they started picking up their purses, but in their bags, and they were really slow, or they wouldn't stand up. They would kind of sit straight, like give me like a half an inch more. So finally, I just started crawling over people. I was stepping <laughs> over them. I'm a tall person, so I got long legs. I was stepping over them. I was crawling over them. I was knocking them over. I really love this story. <laughs> Can I just say that? I mean, because there's, there's two options. You can be mad at me because I stepped on your feet or crawled over your lap to get out of this theater row, or you can be mad at me when you're drenched in vomit. That's your choice, your choice people. So I finally got out of the row. I run out of the theater. I run to the bathroom and I'm about two feet too short and puke all over the bathroom floor. Oh my gosh. All over my badge, all over my shoes, all over my shirt. Um, because as I leaned forward with the trajectory of the badge made it hit the stream of vomit and it then splashed everywhere. Oh my God. This podcast is brought to you by chunky peanut butter. <laughs> no, it was but I, I was also going to say, and then you ran into Elizabeth Zott cause that's how Cal would be, uh, they, yeah, that's how they yeah. connect. Yeah. Well, the, the funny thing is when Clarence told me that story originally, he, um, there was, uh, you've told the story in the podcast about when you came to visit me in Rochester for the Oscars. Yes, and yes, yes. We all had a lot to drink. I think Clarence had the best to drink out of all of us. And yep. Clarence, uh, you know, was indisposed. And I was just not, I was like, Shape of Water, one best picture. Goodbye. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. I was like, oh, I don't care. <laughs> um, seriously, though, I am not a lush. I am not an alcoholic. I actually almost never drink and this is the problem i don't have a built-in tolerance so i drink a couple of things on an empty stomach (laughs) and bam uh so long story short thank you for joining the clarence moy uh, story hour um anatomy of a fall i will be finishing it hopefully not vomiting during the middle of it but i will be sitting on the end of the row um i will also be seeing priscilla i will be seeing uh emily with uh, Anne Hathaway, it's Emily. You mean right? Eileen? Eileen, because that didn't sound right. Eileen, or I was going to say, what the it. hell is Eileen yeah, or so. Emily? Get Emily it right. is Emily is the a movie about Emily Bronte that I saw earlier this year. Um, oh but yeah, Eileen, as Joey described it to me earlier today, is as if Ryan Reynolds, Ryan, Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Murphy directed Carol. Oh, <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, it has lesbians, it has Anne Hathaway in a blonde wig, it has chain smoking, it has 1950s everything. <laughs> Thomas and Mackenzie talking like this. Like she always oh. does. Why does yeah. she do I would that would be my first question for her. Why do you do that? <laughs> <laughs> Your chimney glick question. Yes. <laughs> Why do you do that? Um, 
going to see American Fiction, going to see Taste of Things, going to see The Killer. I may revisit All of Us Strangers with Joey, but I'm definitely seeing May, December, and Maestro. So great festival. They're really looking forward to it. Really looking forward to hanging out with Mark and Joey and Clayton and Jack. Go ahead and rub it in. <laughs> I know. Well, I mean, you, you know. I made my um, choice. I guess. <laughs> tickets are cheap. Come on, come to Middleburg. <laughs> no, she's going to Savannah uh, for free. Um, so, uh, TV wise, not going to be watching much on TV. There, I have a bunch of screeners that I want to get to. Um, there's whispers and rumors that the Crown screeners are out, but I have yet to see them. Um, I, I need to catch up to the uh, the Gilded Age. I do have screeners for that. Um, I started it, and I was like, hmm, and then I put it away. I'll just leave that there. Uh, and then books. Um, the Only One Left by Rayleigh Sager is a very good book. It is a really fun read, and it could make a really interesting movie, and I highly recommend it. It is so much better than The Lion Club, which is one of the worst books I've ever read. <laughs> just going to shiv that book. Wow. So The Only One Left. I keep trying to remember that's what the it is. The Only One Left. It's, it's, okay. it's a lot of fun. When you said the only one left, I was like, the only book left, like, ever that you've ever had to read? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try to, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to try to finish uh, Fellow Travelers. I was like, oh, I can listen to it on my way there. because It's a six-hour drive, so. Yes, absolutely. Uh, um, but, uh, yeah, so that's what I'm looking forward to this week. So, does that cover it? Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's get the hell out of here. So we are the three M's contributors, Joey Moser, Megan McLaughlin, and me, Clarence Moy. Thanking you for joining us, asking you to remember to rate us on Apple Podcasts and look for us on YouTube at Awards Daily and wishing you a very pleasant tomorrow. Mm-hmm.